All right, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and in our contractors group. And I'm joined today by Kyle A. Schoen. Um, I just found out that I was pronouncing his name wrong all these uh, months that we've known each other. Um, and I may, may have just gotten it wrong there, but joined today by Kyle. And he's got a cool story. We've been connected for a little while, like I said. Um, I believe we joined up through one of the paving groups uh, on, on Facebook, got chatting about different things. And we've kind of both been following each other's journey. Um, and wanted to get Kyle on to chat about his journey as a business owner. He's got a cool story as it relates to kind of going out and looking to add um, some tools to his arsenal skill-wise and how that turned out. Um, but Kyle, welcome to the to the show and you know, happy to have you here. Maybe maybe just fill in the, the gaps that I didn't fill in the intro there. Yeah, no, you're you're good. I'm I'm super excited to do this. Um, so I appreciate you actually, you know, giving me the opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Bring, uh, bring people up to speed on where you're located, um, the company name. I know it's there on your sweater, but uh, yep. give us a bit of background on, on that. Everything's back backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I live um, Traverse City, Michigan area, which is like here. <laughs> Since uh, So the lower part of Michigan. Um, I'm surrounded by Great Lakes and whatnot. So I live in a little town called Rapid City, which is where I'm out of. Um, just on the outskirts of the main area. Um, it's more of a tourist town. Um, so we get lots of business in the summer and then everybody goes south for the winter. Um, you know, so I, um, <clears throat> right now I work out of my house, which is, has its ups and downs. Um, so I started mid 2018. Um, <clears throat> I was working for another company and decided to go off on my own um, a little sooner than I had expected. I knew I wanted to do something. Um, and my plan was, is I had kind of a deadline, you know, a goal in my head. I was going to start the following season. I wanted to have 15 grand in the bank and um, it's just kind of a cushion. Well, one thing led to another and I was realizing my, my exit was coming up. Um, and so I had told myself, before I had started working for this other guy, I said, this will be the last person I work for. The next person I work for will be the last. After that, I'm going to go off on my own. So if that doesn't work out, um, you know, I just kind of knew I was going to have end up here one day and I had to give myself a deadline. Otherwise, I was going to make excuses for that to never happen. Um, right. So, you know, kind of hell or high waters. I said, well, it's coming up. So while I was still working for somebody else, I went and bought a truck for 30 grand and and quit my job and I had you know, uh, not much credit and three grand in the bank and that was about it um, you know but what had actually what had helped me out is I did a lot of the sales and whatnot and so I kind of gained that reputation in my area and I grew up here uh, my family was pretty established here too so they so you know people knew who like I've obviously been around um, so, you know, I respectfully left and, and the people and I contacted a few companies and said, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Um, and so I had a lot of people that just kind of transferred business with me. Um, I started, what was it? Um, August 1st was like the first day of like, this is go time, August 1st. And so I had not much left to the end of an asphalt season. And then we we're going into uh, snow and whatnot. Um, yeah. But I honestly, I did not do any advertising until 
probably about a year and a half to two years in. Um, nice. We were blessed to have lots of business. And um, did you start, did you start, because I know you do a lot of excavating and stuff like that. Did you start right into the asphalt side of things as well? I, I did. I started with seal coating, uh, asphalt maintenance. So seal coating, crack fill, um, striping and whatnot. <clears throat> and the first move I did actually is, uh, you know, I don't really feel like there's a, a reason to have enemies in the industry. Yep. And so the first thing I did um, was I went around to every other asphalt company in my area, which is actually how I got to uh, be a friend and have a relationship with Nick Bittiger. He was he was a okay. competitor at the time. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> I I called everybody, walked into their office and said, hey, my name's Kyle. This is what I'm doing. Can we be friends? Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of went out on a limb and said, can I rent your equipment from you so I can do something until I get my own? And, and uh, most people said no, uh, but one guy ended up, he, I mean, it's just, he's a really nice guy. His name's Terry Webb. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm connected helped, with him as well. Yep. Yeah. Terry, Terry really helped me, helped me yeah. out at first because I was buying sealer from him. Okay. And he says, he says, how are you going to do this? I says, I don't know, five gallon buckets if I have to. And he says, no, 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 no. He said, there, there's, there's an old seal tank sitting out back. It's kind of bare bones, but you go use that until you get some, until uh, you get your own. Um, I ended up buying some used equipment off of him. <clears throat> uh, so with my welding background and whatnot, I refurbished that, built a lot of my own equipment, um, and then just started there. So the, the excavating part of it is like, I just had people ask me to do all sorts of stuff. Sure. Like, can you do this and can you do that? And before you knew it, I was renting equipment and, and um, the mini excavator was what I used mostly. Um, most people would go with a skid steer for doing patching and things like that. Yeah. Uh, mini excavator worked out a lot better for me. So people start seeing you run different equipment and they ask, well, hey, can you do this? You know, because right. there's just, there's a lack to find contractors in general. Um, you know, so <clears throat> I took anything and everything I could for the first little while. And this year, it's kind of like, it'll be my third solid, third year, yeah, third year, but like my fourth season, kind of. Sure. Um, and this year, I'm really starting to, huh? If you count that one or two months at the end of your year. Yeah, yeah. So but this is the first year I'm kind of having to drop off some of the smaller services and really hone in on what I want to do. So, which is an accomplishment, to be honest with you. Like, I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. Um, but last year there was a big demand for, we got into paving actually. Um, that was my goal is start off. I kind of had my five-year plan mapped out. I was going to start two and a half years with the maintenance side of things. Once that mark hit, stop investing into the maintenance and start to go into the paving side. Nice. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, the next two and a half years, hopefully we would be paving by then. Well, one thing after another happened, um, and we ended up laying down our first two paving jobs this year, which would be at that two and a half, three year mark. So, you know, that's that, also like last summer, like last season, or or this last year? fall. Yeah, because everything's snowy right now. Yep. Yep. Cool. So, you know, and at that point in time, like I don't even really know what to do with that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm so far ahead of where I had anticipated. Like, I don't know 
how to handle that type of growth, right. um, you know, which would be a good segue into how I got connected with Mike. Yeah. yeah. Um, being friends with Nick ahead of time, <clears throat> um, he ended up getting connected with Mike and approached me about it. And what led me to do it is one of the things I said in our interview. Do you want to do you want to back up a bit for people who are listening and just just kind of yeah. lay out what you are doing with Mike and then kind of set the stage for that? Yeah, sure. So um, I I hired Mike on as a um, as a coach, as a business coach, and and I look at it as I'm bringing him on with me. Like he is now a part of Integrity Earth Nashville. He's I'm not necessarily joining WinRate Consulting, right? Um, and um, <clears throat> so I realized I just I was at a point to where my business was growing faster than I could keep up. Um, you know because strengths and weaknesses my strengths have always been on the job site in the field you know just kind of project managing and so everything at once was something that i just it was all new to me and it was coming in real fast and so um you know i would say things like i'm extremely busy in a way that it was almost stressful and yeah. you know the response would be well that's a good problem to have but in my mind like i knew at the beginning, I was like, this isn't a good problem to have because I don't know what to do with it. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's a good problem until it's not anymore. It's, uh, until you're not sleeping, you're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, but like just clients and phone calls. left, You know, it's telling you I'll get back with you with full intention that I will. But then all of a sudden, two, three, four weeks go by and you don't know where the time went or what you did with it. Right, right. You know, so. Um, I just, I needed insight from somebody that's been further on down the road, you know, like how do I, how do people do this? And so that has been something that, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know what thoughts to think right now had I not had somebody coach me and point me in the right direction. Um, and I feel like some people take coaching as like a hit on their pride. You know, like, why do I need help? Um, but the reality of it is, is you're still doing everything yourself. You know what I mean? And you're, you're taking the better move by protecting your investment and yourself by saying, I need other people in here to do this, you know, to help me along with this. Like I still, it's still up to me to do the work and put in the time and, and, you know, input all of these systems. But if I don't know them at first, then I'm I'm only crippling myself. Yeah. You know, so. So how long have you been, uh, how long has it been that you've been working with Mike? Um, we're just going to start the sixth month. Nice, nice. Yeah, and what so would you say, like, because a lot of people, um, like I have, I have multiple coaches and mentors myself, and I can guarantee you I would not be where I am today without that. Um, right. and, and a lot of people are like, oh, man, well, I'll just figure it out, right? Yeah, you probably will, but you're probably going to lose a lot of valuable time and income in figuring right. it out and, you know, possibly lose relationships, you know, all the customers, all of that stuff. Right. Um, what would you say, though, is, you know, your biggest one or two takeaways from, you know, whether it be something Mike taught you or just something that he he kind of pulled out of of the way that you were doing business, et cetera? Um, I, the, the biggest takeaway, I would think, isn't necessarily one particular thing that he said, um, but it's the accountability with it. Mm -hmm. And that's like, <clears throat> you 
have in your own head what you might think is the most important thing that you can do. Okay. That's a very limited perspective because, you know, somebody coming from the outside that's seeing where you're at now, where you want to go, where you have the potential to be and what you're doing right now, um, you know, and then just to kind of steer you in the right direction, but you also need to be held accountable to continue to go in that direction. And so that for me, it's like, well, a, I've now paid money to do this, which I, which means like, if it's free, then there's no value to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have to get something out of this. I can't, I have to structure myself. I have to discipline. Um, and so the biggest takeaway for me is just the accountability. You know, if there's nothing more than that, then it's worth it because I would be willing to say that there's a lot of people out there that have in the back of your mind, like that little teeny voice to where you really should be, you know what you should be doing, but for whatever reason, you get distracted by whatever's in front of you at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Fear, you know, just procrastination or whatever. Those are, those are big ones that hold up a lot of people for sure. Yeah. Right. And it's not just, it's not just, uh, you know, feel good stuff either. You know what I mean? What he did is he came into my business, um, figured out how I operate, learned about me, and then helped structure a course for me to improve it. You know what I mean? So, and I think that's key too. I mean, you can listen to however many podcasts or whatever you want, but if the accountability isn't there, it's still up to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had Mike on a couple weeks ago. I think it is now. Um, he was, he was, uh, giving me some fire too. So, um, it, you know, just as a little plug to win rate, if you guys aren't listening to big stud sales, um, it might be big stud podcast now. I think he just did a little, it's, yeah, if it isn't yet, it's real close to being. Yeah. Um, definitely check that out. There's stuff you can learn. And I mean, I'm more on the, you know, web design and SEO and marketing side of it, but I'm learning tons of stuff from it too. So yeah, uh, definitely check that out. I also want to acknowledge Ryan. Ryan's listening in here. Nice. Uh, Ryan says, I'm really excited to start working with Kyle. Good dude, I agree. Awesome. Thanks for showing up, Ryan. Um, yeah, no, that that's huge. And and in the you know in the little bit I've interacted with several of Mike's clients, just you know, kind of to carry on that plug a little bit. Um, you, Cameron Hogate, um, Cam mm -hmm. Roberts, um, are probably the ones I interact with the most. Um, and it's it's good stuff, guys. Check out what Mike's doing. Talk to Kyle. Reach out to Kyle if you want to know a little bit more of the nitty gritties of it. It's funny you mentioned the two cams because I've gotten to know both of them also. Um, and you know, just the, if I never got involved with coaching, I would have never opened myself up to just a network of people, you know? And so, I mean, me and, me and, uh, Hogate and Roberts, like we've got a three-way message group between the three of us. And, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, humorous personal stuff. And sometimes it's business, sometimes it's encouraging, you know, one of us has a bad day the other, you know, share, share the wins and the, and the struggles. And so it's like, man just the networking that you can get from being involved with a group of people is invaluable. Well, cause you all got into it for a reason, right? And so you're right. kind of, you're kind of auto selecting. It's like, if you have this reason for getting into in this example, win rate, you're kind of auto selecting the type of people that you're going to be hanging out with because they're, right. they're all getting into it for similar reasons. Yeah. No, both the cams are, are good guys as well. Yeah. So that's awesome. I think, uh, I think Mike referred to you guys as the three musketeers. <laughs> he did do that once, yes. <laughs> uh, he also might have said uh, um, 
that, that you guys might need some counseling because it was getting a little bit weird too. So might have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out there as well. But um, no, that's awesome. Cool. So I also saw, you know, and you, and you would kind of refresh me on this, but you would you would sent over this content to me when we had kind of first connected. Um, you went to Arizona and did this crazy trip, um, this yeah. crazy venture that was like kind of out there to a lot of people. Um, yeah. I, don't, I didn't watch the reactions of it in real time, mm -hmm. um, but I can imagine, you know, what your family's thinking, what, uh, you know, friends are thinking. It's like, so, you know, kind of bring people up to speed, but basically you went to Arizona, uh, I'll, I'll but in my words, first, you went down there basically to learn some yeah. more about the saving world before jumping in. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> mind you, I'm in Michigan. So Arizona is it's like the complete opposite side of the U.S. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> the motive behind it was I wanted to get into paving. OK, my background is in automotive and welding fabrication. So the, uh, my previous employer, I kind of got into it with them. That's, I mean, I had never smelled asphalt until like summer of 2017. Um, so I just, I've done a lot of landscape things in the past, a lot of operating, and I just naturally have, I, I pick up on things. Well, and this is something that I really, really enjoy. And so um, what I had done there is he was kind of in the same transition. He was going from maintenance into paving also. And so I had been, uh, <clears throat> right alongside the owner of the company with um, the R&D on getting into paving. Okay, okay. And then so basically once that trigger was pulled is where I had um, took my leave. Um, but so like there was a lot of head knowledge, but not any hands-on knowledge. Um, and <clears throat> I sacrificed plowing in the winter that winter because I, I looked at it and said, to myself like the the fastest way to learn is to do it yeah they like i know all of these things in my head i've been to seminars i've read research you know until i was blue in the face but until i actually do it there's still that gap um and so it just made sense <clears throat> to where go somewhere where they pave all year round and i don't yeah um i tried putting some feelers out on for uh, reps for different paving companies that I knew or Facebook groups. And it really didn't come back with anything. Um, and Brandon, who um, he's kind of working into a uh, operations manager, um, that's what he's being groomed to be. <clears throat> I said, hey, why don't we just stop snow plowing for the winter and take off to Arizona? Uh, I never really, yeah, I said, I had never really been out west. I said, we got we got a little bit of money to last us X amount of time. <laughs> we can't find anything. We got to come back. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and that's really what it was. Like we, once the snow hit, we packed up anything we could take in one suitcase and one car. And we literally just started driving to Arizona. And the plan was, is to just start knocking on doors um, because we didn't have, we didn't have any leads other than that. I mean, one guy, had us come down to Tulsa, Oklahoma. It was just kind of not the type of operation that I wanted to be involved with. And so we were there for like half a day. I said, sorry, this isn't gonna work out. And we took off to Arizona. Luckily I have a friend down there that let us stay, sleep on his couches. Um, and so we slept you know, on his couches for two months, but it was like, it was surprising. <clears throat> I never expected people in the South to basically shut down for between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We showed up in Arizona on Thanksgiving day. And the next day it was how many people can we call? How many doors can we knock on? Um, 
and my, I figured the advantage would be, you know, we're here right now willing to work. Um, but we ended up getting a lot of doors closed in our face, whether it was because, well, we're in our slow season or we're not hiring right now or come back in, you know, middle of February. And so we ended up finding a place um, in Arizona. They hired us on. I called them. I says, basically, I said, look, are you guys hiring or are you not? Because, I, you know, it's, there's myself. You said this spiel so many times. Exactly. I'm over <laughs> it. You know, so <laughs> are you hiring or are you not? There's me and my buddy. We need a job. Um, and he said, yeah. I said, well, can I come meet with you? He says, yes. How far away are you? I said, 10 minutes. All right. So we drove over there, talked with the, the uh, general manager, and he gave us a job. Um, that had a lot of challenges in its own because they were a company of about 30, 35 guys, they had split between five or six crews. And so um, they did everything from concrete to seal coating to dirt work. They had a separate dirt work for their pay uh, and then a separate paving crew. And it's like, well, this is where we really want to be is on the paving crew. And all I want to do is be a fly on the wall. That's right. it. I want to know how they schedule the trucks. I want to know how they set up their paver, how they organize the jobs, how they ran their crews. I just, I just wanted to watch. Um, so long story short, we were there for a couple weeks before we finally got on the paving crew. And, um, <laughs> we were there for about a week and manager calls me up. He says, Hey, we just lost our paving foreman. Uh, I'm going to put you in his place if that's all right with you. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, <laughs> 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 sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> And he knew exactly what we were there to do. He said, I think you got what it takes to run this crew. Um, you know, and I, you've got the standard and I don't have anybody else that would fit that role right now. Um, so that conversation, I, he said, do you even want to do it? I said, well, no, I don't. But I feel like I'd be doing myself and you an injustice, excuse me, if I didn't at least try. Sure. Um, the, one of the biggest hurdles is that the crew was like 99% Hispanic. Mm. And so the reason why, like the 1% Hispanic would have been, or non would have been me and Brandon. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's that demographic. That's like, it's just, it's a different, it's a different world. You know, there's, um, threatening feelings. And so, Myself coming in um, out of the blue and all of a sudden running this crew of guys that had been doing it their entire life, like they didn't even want to recognize my existence on the face of this earth. Right, right. Um, and you said and, there were some language issues too, I think, in some of your videos. Oh, the, 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 the language barrier is huge. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's... And it's, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't even think there's, there's anything wrong with it, but it gave you like a real life picture of if you cannot communicate to the people in your surroundings, then nothing happens. Right. Right. You know? And it was like, it's not, if you can't communicate on the same, it was an extreme, an extreme um, picture of that that we can't, you know, I can't even tell you to go piss off in your own language because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> right, right. You know, <laughs> um, 
so it was it was challenging you know you you win some of the guys you don't win the others they just they don't want to come around um and so i had um basically i had said look you're bait you're kind of throwing me to the wolves by doing this but i'll try you know i said but you have to have your back on me because they approached me from the angle of we want to make some improvements around here and we think that you can help us do this yeah. i said all right if we're going to make some improvements then we're going to piss some people off yeah. you know and you're going to have to have my back and long story short it didn't happen gotcha. um, but it's i i tell people like we went down there to learn how to pave and i learned a little about paving and a lot about life you know because the just the value of friendship that me and Brandon had and that grew during that time, um, you know, because every single day was a challenge every single day, you know, you're in a position that you're neither of you are exactly excited about, but you're there for a bigger purpose. Once you get in the middle of something and you see that you can make this work and especially with a company that um, needed some improvement, um, from my perspective and even Brandon's perspective, he came up, you know, and he like this, was, he'd only been doing asphalt work for maybe six months at that point in time. Sure. You know, so he's coming up to me. He's like, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, but do I have to shovel this much? I said, no, you shouldn't have to shovel that much. So yeah. like, then why are we? I said, because the crew is working inefficiently, you know, longer story short. So we just gained the courage to, to understand that we can do this if we want to, you know what I mean? And I, I truly feel like it took kind of putting ourselves out there and going on an excursion to realize that, um, you know, I could have given myself a lot more credit than I was sure. by just, but I can be somewhat of a perfectionist. So I, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, but I don't like to start something unless I know everything front to back and I can complete it you know, I don't want to say, oops, I'll make it up on the next one or I'll do better next time. Like I want to do better this time. Right. Right. You know? Um, but just, I mean, every day was like, our, our ran through the questions. Are we wasting our time here? Are we getting out of this? What we wanted to, we've got another opportunity in Seattle, Washington, you know, do we pick up everything here and go over there? In the meantime, time is running out. Like we're running out of money. We're running out of time. We got to get back home to prep for the new, the new season coming up. Um, and so to have somebody there with you that <clears throat> sees the vision and, um, just to keep your sanity with almost, you know, it's like, well, I think we're doing the right, the right thing here. Um, you know, just confirming thoughts and feelings and it just, it, that showed me the true value of friendship That's awesome. and how just important it is for life. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you guys are, I mean, it was by no means easy either. It wasn't, you're just, I mean, paving isn't easy in and of itself. No. Um, I no. think you saw last summer I was out on a couple couple crews. I loved yeah. it. Um, I come yeah. from, you know, working in concrete and, and laying yards and yards of concrete. So I love the physical labor, but it's not an easy job. And then on top of that, you know, you're trying to mesh with this crew and you're also like working like crazy um, shifts. I don't know if it was at that company or, or one of the ones along the way, you were getting up at like two or three in the morning, working till two or three in the morning, et cetera. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, having someone there definitely. I don't know if we'd be looking at Kyle the same. <laughs> Probably not. But no, you know, in, in Cap, what we did is is I I needed to learn, I needed to connect the dots um, on a couple areas. And it seemed the fastest way to do that was to go get in the seat somewhere. Yeah. And so we just up left. Um, didn't really know what we were going to run into. And once we realized that we got what we came for, then we came back. Um, I don't know that I would do that again. Sure. Because the lessons that I learned from that is that if I want to get into another avenue with something, like there are better ways to go about it, <laughs> you know, and I lost a certain amount of clients over it, you know, because. Just because you didn't keep them on over the winter, et cetera. Well, you know, as much as I do or don't want to plow snow, we're doing it right now. Um, and so if you think the same people are going to be there, if you decide to like just interrupt service, they're not. Right. You know what I mean? Like they want the consistency. And I did that not thinking I was ever going to snow plow again. So it, it was more like if you're going to make a move like that and just kind of shut down your business for a season, like make sure that that's what you want to do consistently. Right. Right. You know, maybe uh, maybe have some people to snowplow that aren't you, that aren't right. named Kyle, right? Right, right. So I guess the last point there, you said you're you're someone who likes to, you know, have everything kind of figured out the, the time before now. Um, mm -hmm. How did that, I mean, you didn't have everything, everything figured out on that trip. So how did that work? Because that, that certainly wasn't all figured out. No. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I would consider myself to be a planner unless the plan is to have no plan, then that's the that. plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I, I just, yeah, yeah, that's good, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it, it was almost like watching um, a reality show. I mean, that's basically what you guys were doing. Is like we have no idea what we're doing. This is <laughs> we do fucking <laughs> <laughs> traffic. I, I hate everybody who takes the four four uh, days of Thanksgiving off. And why doesn't <laughs> one work? And, and all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so in in summary, what would you recommend someone to do other than just traipse around Arizona and try and find people? <laughs> um, I would say find people in in that industry and go directly to the source. You know, if you want to get in another industry, then a pay for class. Like, do your research ahead of time. You know, because I spent this much time doing research on what I wanted to get into. And I should have spent a lot more time. Mm -hmm. um, in the paving industry, it's hard because there's not, it's not like you can go to school for this, you know, like there's some courses and whatnot, but it's pretty much advanced courses. And the only time I had ever been under or been educated on like the fine details of paving was when a rep had ran us through like how to use this paver after a, br a brand new one was bought. Sure. Um, and so how to lay different mix designs and how to roll properly and just the deep, the fine details that you really need to know um, are very hard to come by. It's more so like, here's the advanced techniques, you know, here's how you pave highways. Here's how you operate this piece of equipment. And so a lot of manufacturers will find that. Um, but I would say if somebody's going to do that, find somebody that's willing to play ball with you. And this was actually something this, I got connected with Brian Hess while I was out there too, because, um, I had seen something that he posted on one of the asphalt groups and, you know, I said, Hey, 
can I call you? Yeah. And I said, sure. And I remember having a conversation with him. It was about 30, 45 minutes at nine o'clock at night. I was wandering around in the street from the, <laughs> from the house we were living at, you know, saying, look, this is where I'm at and I'm really struggling. Yeah. You know, this is while you were, while you were in Arizona. I, yeah. While we were in Arizona, because I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted like right now, you yeah. know? And so just the lessons in patience were huge. Um, you know, and, and he was right when he said, find somebody that's willing to play ball on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And much like you did is go put yourself in the seat, mm-hmm. you know, go put yourself on a crew and watch. And so like when you, when you take your time to learn something, make sure that where you're going to, they're on the same page too. Right. right. Um, you know, there's lots of different things that I, I'm, I'd like to get into as far as like, as a business grows, I'd like to branch out into starting other businesses and offering different services, you know? And so I'm kind of like shrinking down until I, so I can specialize in a few things right now and be good at that. And then once that grows, then I'll start to branch out again. Um, But like, you know, concrete flooring epoxy is something that's always been. I saw you and Hal talking about that. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Well, because it's something to do in the winter. Like, if there's no snow, we don't work. You know what I mean? This winter we're um, overhauling all our equipment and whatnot. And I'm taking this downtime to kind of ramp up myself. Um, I look at it as in front of the desk or behind the desk. So this winter I'm spending a lot of time behind the desk to then, you know, have that work for me in the next season. Um, You know, but like pay for training courses, pay to go, look up, walk, you know, uh, um, work alongside of a crew or the best thing is if you get the job, hire somebody to do it and watch how they do it. Oh, I like that. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's just much more resourceful ways to where you can still keep the work within you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to go out on so far of a limb to learn that. I love that. I love that. That's, that's really good. Man, what a what a journey! I, I enjoyed watching. It. I, th- I think I think I told you I kind of binged them today as I was working on some other other stuff yeah. um, on like double speed on YouTube. So the yeah. music rule, your music choices were a little bit weird at double speed, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that off of like brought to you by iPhone 10X is what that was. So I it love, was I love it. everything was done with my phone, and I'd sit in the hotel room at night just editing videos and yeah. putting it up. So. Yeah, no, I don't know if you've listened to music on double speed, but it gets a little bit. Uh, little no, bit I have not. But uh, <laughs> no, but that was that was fun. I'd recommend um, when I when I edit this and and uh, put the description and everything on YouTube, I'll, I'll put the links to your to your journey in there so people can catch it. Yeah. Um, I did want to touch on if you were to start again. Um, you yeah. Know, you kind of touched on the journey and what you would do differently there to Arizona, mm-hmm. but if you were to start your business again, mm-hmm. what would you do differently? Um, the same. So what I would do the same is try to, cause I'm basically trying to do this as debt free as possible. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> at the beginning of the year, I had a couple trucks and a steel coat rig this year or at the end of the season, I've got a mini excavator, a tractor, a dump truck, a paver, um, a roller, you know, and whatever else I bought along the year. The only thing that I have a note on there, the mini excavator and the tractor, like everything else I paid cash for. And my, my goal is because if there were a recession, 
per se. Um, you know, this is a fairly high dollar industry and I just don't want to be one of those people that isn't able to wade through it. Right. So taking the time to, you know, on the, I want to put myself on the backside of that saying I'm still here. Um, so going at everything as debt-free as possible within reason, um, uh, like the mini excavator and the tractor, like those things are, they work more than anything else right now. So I can't afford for those to be down because it's going to end up costing me more in the end. Yeah. Um, what justified buying those is I was renting so much to where I compared what I spent last year in rentals alone versus what a year in payments would be. And the year in payments was actually going to be less than the previous year in rentals. So to me, it was a, it was a no brainer. Yeah. Um, but what I would do differently is, and it's a big, been a big thing on my mind lately, is I would essentially have gotten my systems in place first. Um, if I were to, if I were to advise somebody else on what they should do, I would hire a coach first. I would develop a relationship with the banker first. I would do, you know, and and a lawyer first. And so essentially your plan on spending money first, but where the struggle that I'm in now is I'm like trying to catch up and pay for the mistakes that I made a while ago, you know? So I, you wouldn't have to, you're not going to struggle with how do I manage all of these calls that are coming in? I don't know what to do with them all. I can't keep up. Um, how do you, how do you manage, um, you know, employee conflict? How do you know when to spend money and when not to, how do you, how do you like, you need, I need, I'm learning how to spend money, mm-hmm. you know, because that's something that if you've only worked a job before, what you get is just do what you want with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's a matter of how do I manage hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah. I've never you know, had this responsibility before. And so having key people in your corner, like a coach or a banker to say, look, Kyle, this is how you spend money. You can't just look at it as a here and now. You can't go by how healthy your bank account is. This is how you need to structure yourself so you can manage for 12 months at a time. Yeah. Um, and so that I would say plan on being successful, you know, don't plan on not being successful. So if you're going to be successful and you know, you're going to have these things further on down the road, get them in place first. So you can struggle less to get there. I love that. You know what I mean? And, and be patient that, I mean, if you, if you can stick it out at the job that you're in now and kind of dual purpose, um, you know, getting these systems in place first, then do that. If you absolutely cannot stand where you're at now and you have to quit, um, you know, fine. If that's your only, if that's your only option, but give yourself time to really get things in place behind the desk before you just do it. Because one of the, one of the things that you'll realize, and, and I'm realizing now is I really like being in the field. Like that's what I'm good at. Um, that, that's where my desire zone is. Okay. What I wasn't expecting is all of the desk work that came along with it. And so, you know, I'm at this point in time, like I'm 60% owner and 40% operator. Sure. You know, the, the misconception is you're going to be 90% operator and 10% owner and things just happen. And, Magically. You know, yeah. Oh, it does not. <laughs> you know, it does not. <laughs> so that's, yeah, awesome. that's what I would say. 
That's awesome. Well, man, this is this has been a fun conversation. I know we were laughing uh, off off camera, and, and I wish some of it had been recorded. But um, the elephant in the room is your is your renovations that you're doing behind you. Oh yeah, um, there's stuff all over the place. <laughs> I was doing better than it looks. <laughs> um, but also, uh, you and uh, Brandon uh, joining up, joining forces. He moved over. Mm -hmm. That's exciting too. And yeah. your your Italian nature can come out to play every once in a while too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. is there anything else you want to add um, before we sign off? I know you've got something top of the hour, um, and and I do as well. But this has been this has been very enjoyable enjoyable for me. Um, no, it's been this has been awesome for me too. I don't I don't know that I necessarily want to add things. You know, might as well leave a little bit of mystery in there for people to for people to say, hey, what else you got going on? But um, no, the the I will say the construction part. Um, so that was a. Uh, um, as you can see behind me, it, it used to be a single car attached garage. And so since I'm still working on my house, the goal is for this next upcoming year to, um, I just, I don't like renting stuff. You know, I would rather keep my, my overhead low, and my profits a little higher. Um, it gives me a little more, a little more wiggle room to do things that I want. Um, so this next year, the scope is to find a piece of property to buy and move move myself out of my house. Um, you know, I've got a shop here and whatnot, but, uh, I mean, I've got, you know, all this equipment, five, six, seven vehicles total, however many trailers, dump truck, you know, big pen for the dogs and whatnot. Um, and I'm on less than an acre of property, sure. you know, so sure. like we're really trying to fit 10 pounds of crap into a five pound bucket. House will be kind of, are you going to rent it out or is that going to become like an office? No. So I, um, like right now I'm like, I'm in a corner of my living room right now. So I blew a hole in this wall to access the enclosed garage or attached garage. And so uh, I put in a new entryway, an office to where I'm a big, uh, environment person. So like I need to have an environment that supports what I'm doing. Yep. If I need to focus, then I don't, you know, I want to try to eliminate all distractions. And so the office is really something to where it's separated from the house. And the fact that you don't have to walk through the office to get to any other part of the house and you don't have to, um, you know, and, and vice versa. So you can close the doors and just kind of get in your, in your focus zone. Um, so that's, Part of it I paid for as far as the framing and whatnot, the structural part, I'm exchanging some work as far as the electrical and the drywall and things like that. So, nice. um, you know, I'm trying to do it as cost effective as possible, but for now, now awesome. very cool. Very cool. And where can people connect with you? Cause I know I saw something on your page earlier. Um, you've got some exciting stuff coming down the line, uh, on your integrity earth and asphalt page. Um, yep. Where's the best place for them to connect with what you've got going on, what you've got? Uh, Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Instagram and Facebook. It's um, it's at Integrity Earth and Asphalt. The the and is spelled out. So. Okay. Um, yeah, but that would be that would be it. I I really try to post stuff almost daily, um, and so just make it real easy for people to feel included in what we have going on. Sometimes it's not as as glorious as I would like it to be. Um, you know, but that's, that's reality. So real life. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, Kyle. Well, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure kind of getting to pull back the curtain on my end, get to know you a little bit better and, and get, uh, the people to know you a little bit better. I see 
Keith popped in here. He's in your neck of the woods, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Keith popped Keith. in. Cameron popped in. Yep. And uh, Nick did as well. So we had nice. uh, we had some um, people watching. So this is exciting. Um, go go follow Kyle. He's a good dude. Um, he's doing some good stuff. He's he's learning and growing. Uh, and I think there's some things for all of us to learn there. So I appreciate it, Kyle. Hey, and, thanks, Lewis. Uh, yeah, it was an absolute blast. Just hang around. I'll, I'll end the, the broadcast here, and then we'll chat briefly before heading off. All right, cool. Thanks. Cheers.